It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard League Cup semi-final weekend is finally here With injury hit Celtic first up as they head to Edinburgh Aberdeen and Rangers follow soon after as Steven Gerrard looks to get to his first final in charge But before we even get to that, a huge Saturday afternoon for the likes of St Mirren, Hamilton, Kilmarnock and St Johnston I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me this afternoon in the studio is Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans You could describe this as the calm before the storm Calm is good Storms are better Tomorrow is the icing On a very sumptuous cake At Murrayfield And at Hamden But today It's breed and butter Because St Mirren and Hamilton Cannot go on in this way They must start getting points on the board And against Kilmarnock and St Johnston They both look Odds against However We shall see who wants to follow I, that? I was going to say Go How can it. you follow that Hugh That was fantastic Thank uh, I you. Mean, Just end the show Brilliant Just wrap up, was wrap up GBX is up next No listen Bye, big, big day ahead tomorrow But Hugh's right Today there are some Mouthwatering fixtures You know And in the championship I mean we've got Kilmarnock Who can go second In the league Who would have ever thought that What a season and a half ago mm. Kilmarnock going second After 10 games In the Premiership So A big one for them St Mirren I mean, come on They have to stop losing sometime They have to start scoring goals And picking up points sometime Could it be today at McDermott Park? And then you look at the championship fixtures Mole team away to Dunfermline Air United, Partick Thistle Great fixtures ahead And a good afternoon I mean Alex, with over half the league Idle today because yeah. of the League Cup fixtures It's also a chance then for those who are playing Just to put a little bit of psychological pressure on You know, we talk about games in hand Versus points in the bag Everyone knows you would rather Get the points in the bag So a chance for a couple of teams To perhaps jump up a place or two Yeah absolutely I think Hamilton and St Mirren Need to start picking up points Gordon There's starting to be a little mini league Down at the bottom of the table uh, Kilmarnock as, as Mark touched upon there Has been phenomenal They've won five out of the last six games They will see this as an opportunity To continue on that form um, So you know And then you also have the, the championship To contend with as well That's really hotting up Down there as well You know Ross County Air again can they continue to do it? Brilliant work under Ian McCall uh, going to Partick Thistle. So it's, it's really got a, a good mix today and we're all looking forward to it. We've got the top team all around the grounds as well. Just two fixtures in the top flight this afternoon, of course, Kilmarnock against Hamilton and St Johnston St Mirren into the Championship. The big one at the Energy Check Stadium, Partick Thistle against Air United and at East End Park, Dunfermline against Dundee United. We're here until six o'clock, open line with us as normal at five. Uh, so sit back, enjoy and get your thoughts in come five o'clock. Let's start going around the grounds. Hopefully it's not too early for team news. Um, St Johnson's notoriously slow for team news So I'm going to hedge my bets and go to Rugby Park Where Ronnie Charters hopefully has got something to tell us We do indeed, we have team news I here it. for it, Rugby Park, at Rugby Park Where as you say, Kilmarnock absolutely flying They could go have five wins in a row this afternoon uh, If they beat Hamilton as well as that You look at the record against with both sides against each other For Kilmarnock, unbeaten in the last eight meetings against the Ackies And Martin Canning's men have lost nine of the last ten away games So all eyes and all uh, indications point to a Kilmarnock win this afternoon In terms of team news, well, Steve Clark has made two changes Scott Boyd and Gary McKenzie come into the starting 11 in place of Chris Burke and Kirk Broadfoot It's a 4-4-2 formation, Jamie McDonald 
in goal, a back four of Stephen O'Donnell, Scott Boyd, Stuart Findlay and Greg Taylor. Gary McKenzie, Aaron Tishbola, Alan Power and Bright Enobakara make up the midfield with Greg Stewart and Eamon Brophy at the top two. The subs, Mackay, Burn, Dicker, Chris Boyd, Jolly Wilson and Burke. For Hamilton, also two changes from Martin Canning. McMahon and Penny drop out for Keatings and Kilgannon. 4-4-2 formation for the Ackies this afternoon. It's Gary Woods in goal, a back four, Alan Aaron McGowan, Matthew Kilgannon, Delph Tinshelli and Ziggy Gordon. A midfield four, well, Michael Miller's playing on the right this afternoon, we understand. Scott Martin, Darren McKinnon and Dougie Emery join him in the midfield. James Keatings and Frederick Brustad, the top duo. The subs, Fulton, Smith, Boyd, Want, Penny, Bingham and McMahon. The referee here in Ayrshire is Ewan Anderson. Come on then, don't go halfway, don't tease us. Kilmarnock are going for five wins in a row in the top flight. When was the last time they did it? Oh, I me? know the answer on, to this, Ronnie. Ronnie. I know the answer to this, Ronnie. Go on, Hugh. Help See, me out here. Somebody because, does their homework. Because Gordon told me <laughs> earlier on. <laughs> exactly. It was in 1967, and I said to Gordon, look up the year that Willie Waddle won the championship with Kilmarnock. It was 64 65, if my memory serves me correctly. He won it against Hearts at Tynecastle on the final day of the season. And it wasn't that season, Alec. It wow. was 1967 when Celtic, yes. Celtic won everything that season But Kilmarnock still put together a five-game undefeated yes, run that, that's how good it is to be a Kelly fan at the moment Let's hear from both managers then, starting with Stevie Clark Against St Mirren, I thought they were excellent on the day I sent a scout to watch them play against Hibs And he said they weren't very good on the day so probably for Hamilton would be a mixed bag Some good performances, some not so good We watched them last week against Rangers, they competed very well, got themselves in a position where they looked at one stage as though they might go on and actually nick the three points. So dangerous opponents. I think I've said it before about Hamilton under Martin Canning. They normally, when they need a result, they know how to get one. So they're a dangerous team and we give them full respect. We look to add to our points tally and, and, and just keep doing that game to game. I know it's boring for you guys and you want me to talk about the, the big picture, but... That is the big picture for Kilmarnock Football Club is just doing as well as we can week in, week out. So it's been a good week for Hamilton Ackies in terms of their youth team getting through in the UEFA Youth League. What about the first team though? Let's hear from Martin Canning. Yeah, they've been good again. I think they were just saying in there this calendar year, I think they've got more points than Celtic, which tells you how, how well they've done. Uh, and again this season, they've gone behind the last four games and come back and won again tells you a lot about character. So it's a difficult game. Going down to Kilmarnock now is, is probably as difficult as they come in terms of big games in the league so but we know and we've proved on Saturday against Rangers that against the teams that are, are at the top of the league at the minute we can compete against them if we, if we, if we go down there with the right game plan and we get it right we know we can compete and then we look to go and try and take three points there's very little between the teams in this league even Saturday was at Kilmarnock's game St Murnau won nothing up first half and probably just about deservedly so second half Kilmarnock raised it a bit and got a better performance second half and, and got and win the game so there is very little between the teams and we know yeah it's difficult going down there but we're more than capable of going down there and winning the game so game number two in the top flight this afternoon is in Perth. Roger Hanna is watching St Johnson against St Mirren. Yeah, another big game for Oren Kearney here. Still searching for a first league win as St Mirren manager on the road. And he's lost Anton Ferdinand. The big defender has failed a fitness test this morning. Already without Gary McKenzie and Adam Eckersley at the back, St Mirren. So that means a first start in two months. And only a fourth start of his St Mirren career for 21-year-old Alfie Jones. 
on loan from Southampton. The bad news for Saints fans is his previous three appearances were all defeats and they lost 10 goals in the three games, so a big afternoon for him. St Man will go with Craig Sampson in goal. It's Paul McGinn, Jack Baird, Alfie Jones and Lee Hodson across the back. In the midfield, Ryan Flynn, Stephen McGinn, Matty Willock back at St Johnson and Adam Hamill, who of course scored direct from a free kick against Kilmarnock last weekend. Up top, Simeon Jackson and Danny Mullen on the bench. Linus Smith, Kirkpatrick, McShane, Edwards, McPherson and Erhahan. As for the hosts in Johnson, they still miss Danny Swanson. He's still suspended. Second game of his ban after that red card against Celtic here. David McMillan, he's only fit for the bench as well after an injury. So that means Saints go with Xander Clark and goal across the back. Richard Foster, Jason Kerr, Joe Shaughnessy and Scott Tanzer. Five-man midfield, Dre Wright, David Witherspoon, Murray Davidson, Liam Craig and Matty Kennedy. And up top, it is Tony Watt on the bench. Hurst, Kane, McMillan, Needham, Scoogle, Gordon and Callahan. The referee at a sun-kissed McDermott Park this afternoon is Andrew Dallas. Wonder well, how many penalties we'll get today. Oh, don't you start. Let's hear from both managers, shall we? Beginning with Tommy Wright. Well, I mean, it's a difficult um, job for him to go in and take. They have um, obviously not started well, getting rid of a manager that, that early. Orange, a good background in football. He's done, you know, a very good player and, and someone that's done well in management at part-time. Sort of similar route to, you know, I managed in the Irish League as well. You know, the people around him will, will be important to him because you get runs like that in this league. I mean, we, our run until we won at Mullerwell was similar. It, it happens outside the top five clubs. Every club experiences runs where they go four or five games, picking up very few points. But my job will be make it uh, even harder for them and, and, and for us to make sure that um, they don't get back to winning ways and uh, hopefully we can do that. So Oren Kearney up against Tommy Wright today. Kearney still looking for his first win in charge. I think it's always said you learn a huge amount more about people when they lose a game than you do when they win games and I think we've learned a huge amount in the last couple of weeks but as a group and as a club and, and for all the progress that's been made in the last couple of weeks I do feel we're coming close to that position now where we're ready to go and, and, and make that step and start picking up points. Yeah, yeah, I know Tommy well from, from back home and obviously my early days of, of management I would have come against him regularly before he came across here so know him well, yeah, no, I've been in contact. I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, we were up at a reserve game there um, and a good chat with him for 15 or 20 minutes. The job that he's done there has been, as you say, it's been it's been fantastic and the ability to, to work on the, on the budget that he has. Um, they've had European football, I think, a couple of seasons as well and... and the way he's gone about his business and done that quiet and unassuming has, has been brilliant and it's absolutely the benchmark and absolutely the direction you know, that, we, that we would like to go. Fantastic incentive for Oran Kearney today because you know, were they to win against St Johnston they would leapfrog Motherwell and Hamilton Ackies because as they said when Alec Ray was at Millwall you stand on me my son Hamilton Ackies <laughs> are getting nothing today out of Kilmarnock so there's a chance that St Mirren if they could find the will to win from somewhere they could leapfrog two clubs. Into the Championship we go then. Two big games, none more so than at the Energy Check Stadium. Partick Thistle against Air. Here's Mark Guidi. Yes, thanks very much, Gordon. You're right. Big, big game. Gary Caldwell, the new Jags manager, his first home game. He was, of course, in charge last week when Thistle lost to Aloha 1-0. It means, of course, Thistle have lost seven of their ten league games and sit in eighth position in the table. Quite surprising. The visitors today have already been to Fur Hill and won this season earlier on in the Betfred Cup there in second 
second spot uh, in the table and Ian McCall's men really are flying. So for both teams today, for the Jags, they go in a 4-2-3-1 formation. It's Cami Bell in goals at the back. Christy Elliott, Niall Keown, Sean McGinty and James Penrice. The holding two, Craig Slater and Stuart Bannigan. And it's Andrea Mutombo, Blair Spittle and Miles Storey in behind the main striker, Jai Quitongo on the bench for Gary Caldwell's team, Jamie Snedden, Chris Erskine, Jack Storer, Max Melbourne, Andrew McCarthy, Suleiman Koulibaly and Bryce Natambe. For the Ayrshire side, it is a 4-1-4-1 formation. It's Ross Doohan in goals. At the back, it's Andy Geggen, Jamie Adams, Michael Rose and Liam Smith. Mark Kerr is the holding player in front of him, Robbie Crawford. Andy Murdoch, Craig Moore and Declan McDade and up front in the number nine role it's a goal scoring machine Lawrence Shankland on the bench for Ian McCall's team Ellis Hare-Reed Daniel Harvey Michael Moffat Alan Forrest Craig McGuffey Stephen Bell and Ross Doherty and today's match referee at the Energy Czech Stadium is Bobby Madden I think probably stating the obvious here Hugh Keevans when a new manager goes in everyone is desperate to get the first win mm. and what it does is it just gives you all a belief in buying into what the manager's doing yeah uh, but that didn't happen though for Gary Caldwell so today in front of the home crowd he said himself he had to start winning matches and that meant immediately and it didn't happen for him so he has to do it today because it's getting to that dangerous stage where Alloa are two points behind Patrick Thistle but have a game in hand now Alloa are at home today uh, but up against the Inverness Cali Thistle which may mean that there's not a lot of joy for them uh, this afternoon so it's a really important one but you know Thistle have won three games all season long and Air have only lost two all season long so I would still tend to favour Ian McCall's team I think having a Another week to work with the players Gary Caldwell came in And he had that Alwa game Come up pretty quickly uh, On a surface And in an environment That's not easy to play in hmm. For any team Never mind a, a Thistle team Who have been Going downwards Over the past season So I think having another week To work with these players And having it at home I just listened to the team They've got some quality players in there I actually fancy Thistle To get a win today I know Air United have been flying and they've got that goal machine up front who bangs in every week. I think today could be Gary Caldwell's first win. Okay, let's go to East End Park then, our final stop in terms of our featured matches. Dunfermline up against Dundee United, and that's going to be watched for us by Fraser Wishart. Afternoon, Gordon. First time in a while for me at East End Park, to be honest. And yeah, looking around, it's easy to forget when you look at the environment in Scottish terms. Dunfermline are a good sized club and bigger than some in the Premiership crowd wise. Last week's crowd was about 4,500. For a home game against Queen of the South, I expect a bigger crowd today against United. They've already sold, I think, 1,100 pre sales and tickets. But for all that tradition and size, they've got to do it on the park and a different start to the season 11 points 7th place a bit too close to the bottom I'm sure for Alan Johnson's liking but still in touch with the top and I think I need a victory today to stay close to United and the other teams that are above them for United again amongst our bigger clubs but after a different start to the season bit of a struggle they've got rid of Shalva Laszlo and brought in a good replacement in Robbie Nielsen and for all the turmoil and negative headlines United are actually only 5 points behind the leaders of Ross County and can consolidate that today with a victory I expect United to kick on and challenge come the end of the season but it's so tight in this league that game Games like this today are so important for the for the teams that have just been handed them, so not much time to, to shape them up. Uh, Dunfermline go with Lee Robinson, James Cragen, Jackson Longridge, Lee Ashcroft, Danny Devine, Thomas Beedling, James Vincent, Ryan Williamson, Faisal Elbaktoui, Louis Longridge and Miles Hippolyte. The subs Cameron Gill, Aidan Conley, Mallory Martin, Joseph Thompson. 
Andy Ryan, Aidan Keener and Robbie Muirhead. For United, they've got Benjamin Zegrist in goals, a back four, Stuart Murdoch, Rashid Buhenna, Frederick France and Callum Booth. In midfield, Fraser Aird, Fraser Fivey, Sam Stanton and Billy King with Paul McMullen just off the main striker, Pavel Safranco. Matty Ratovan, William Edengeli, Craig Curran, Matty Smith, Nicky Clark, Christoph Rabic and Yannick Loemba are the substitutes and the referee today East End Park is Stephen Kirkland. Come on then, Hugh Keevans, Hughie Zaka, let's have it. Our four featured matches this afternoon. Kilmarnock to win at home St Johnston to win at home Partick Thistle to draw with their United and Dundee United to beat Dunfermline East End Park Oh well I'll go for Kilmarnock home St Johnston home Partick Thistle home and I'll go for Moldside United away at Dunfermline Oh, that's uh, interesting I'm going for a uh, Kamarnock home win And uh, I'm going for three draws In the other three oh, games oh, oh, that's yeah, Good odds in oh, that Oh that's bold <laughs> Get a five That is bold <laughs> Absolutely Three draws Yes uh-huh. Either way Hugh Keevans um, Regardless of, of what the outcomes are Some cracking fixtures To look forward to yeah. Before the, the, the big ones tomorrow as well Yeah As I say This is the calm before the storm But calm is good As long as you can uh, appreciate the football that's on offer These are two great games in our Premiership With so much at stake for Hamilton and St Mirna Look down the Championship, Gordon Alloa Inverness, great game Dunfermline, Dundee United, Fraser will enjoy that Patrick Thistle, Air, Mark Weedy will love that Because there's so much at stake there Falkirk away to Queen of the South Is it going to be the Dobie show Or can Falkirk finally do something for themselves And Morton away to Ross County So Something for everyone I actually thought you were going to say Mark Weedy will enjoy that Because he's only 10 minutes up the road After the game <laughs> That's priorities Right we've got Hugh Keevans Mark Wilson and Alex Ray In the studio We've got the top team All around the grounds as well And we're going to get everyone involved As we look ahead to tomorrow's Betfred Cup semi-finals next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are here with me, Gordon Duncan. We've already brought you team news all around our featured matches this afternoon. Kilmarnock Hamilton, St Johnston, St Mirren, Thistle Air and Dunfermline, Dundee United. We've got the top team at those grounds as well. So let's look ahead to tomorrow's Betfred Cup semi-finals. Fraser Wishart, now that we are almost over all the nonsense about where and when and ticket sales and all the rest of it, it should be a good occasion. Yeah, we could talk about the football now, uh, rather than kick-off times and ticket allocation and venues, etc. But uh, two terrific games in, in, in prospect, and I had the privilege of being at Tynecastle last week for a game with, with Hearts and Aberdeen, of course, play the Ultram tomorrow. And it was just a terrific occasion, and, and I think Celtic are in for a really tough game. That's the first time I've seen Hearts this season, and they played at a real high tempo, they played some good football, they were, they were in... The, uh, the Aberdeen players' faces, they controlled aggression. It was a fantastic performance, and, and Celtic are in for a, a tough one if, if they don't up their game from, from a kind of a, um, average performance during the week. Uh, from Rangers' point of view, you know Aberdeen will need to play better because Aberdeen weren't good last week, especially in the first half. Then McInnes made a couple of changes which really worked in, in the second where, where they began to play a few more kind of ball players, if you like. So if he goes with, with that kind of formation with McGinn and Mackay Stephen and James Wilson up front, then perhaps they've, they've got a chance. But uh, they'll need to play better, Aberdeen, if they're going to, going to beat, uh, beat Rangers. But for me, two terrific occasions and Celtic are going to have to up their game. Hearts were terrific last week. Uh, Mark Weedy, is it easy enough for, for Celtic to shake off the disappointment from midweek or is there, is there the danger of a hangover there? Uh, it depends on who's available. Um, I think Tom Robert, Rogic is available. He's key to the Celtic team. Apart from that, I think they'll be fine. Bottom line is they're used to losing in Europe now. 
Gordon. They lose more often than not in the past couple of years, but you know, partly down to themselves, partly down to the superior standard of, of the opposition that they face uh, in midweek, particularly when it's Champions League games. So no, they are the holders of the the League Cup. They are the treble winners the past couple of years so there will be um, you know real determination to win tomorrow but I just think as, as Fraser said I think it's great now that the next 24 hours we'll be talking about the football because regardless of the outcome of both games you know, there's four different permutations mm-hmm. to what the final can be we'll get a cracking final whether it's an old firm final Hearts v Aberdeen Celtic v Aberdeen Rangers v Hearts whatever it may be it's going to be an absolute cracker and a few weeks ago I didn't think it'll be an old firm final I'll stand by that I think either Hearts or Aberdeen will get joy tomorrow but something actually tells me it might it might just end up a Hearts Aberdeen final I've just got a sneak that both of them are going to defeat the old firm what a big shout oh, that is Hugh wow. Keevans he's throwing a grenade in there uh, listen I, I've just seen a man from Sky Television collapse there <laughs> uh, I think the, the vast majority and you can all shout at five o'clock but the vast majority would like to see a Celtic Rangers final like to see Gerrard versus Rodgers for me tomorrow though is about emotion and history. Emotion for the Rangers players and support. A club who has spent seven years in the wilderness, going around your Peterheads and your Annans and your Stilling Albions and all the other lovely folks he doesn't matter a Tuckney ticket games. They want a visible, tangible sign of success for Rangers and that comes in only one form. It comes in the form of one of the major trophies in this country. So the Rangers fans... It's about emotion for them. Celtic, the triple treble. That's the historic aspect for the Celtic supporters. And they have enjoyed their domination of Scottish football under Brendan Rodgers. And they would be ever so reluctant to give up on one of those trophies. Today, for Hearts, 55 years ago on this very day, Hearts last won the League Cup. They won it by beating Kilmarnock at Hamden in front of 55,000 people. There'll be even more people than that inside a rugby ground tomorrow to see Hearts play Celtic. It's going to be about emotion and history. Uh, Roger Hanna, it's understandable why certain people would look at Celtic's disappointment during the week and maybe a couple of the injuries, but does the fact also remain that if they attack like they did against Hibs and they attack like they did against St Johnson in the last two domestic games, uh, then they've got a very good chance of winning? Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a momentous day one way or the other. Two fantastic semi-finals, arguably the four biggest clubs in the country going head-to-head. And oddly, Gordon, I, I think there's more pressure on Hearts and Aberdeen tomorrow. I say that because... Everyone says there's a vulnerability about Celtic. They've had injuries, they played Thursday night, they were beaten in Thursday night, they didn't perform well through the spine of the team. There's no Boyata, there's no Brown, perhaps no Rogage, there's no Griffiths. But there's pressure then on Hearts in front of 27, 28,000 of their own fans in their own home city, top of the league, you know. There's pressure on them to actually go and beat Celtic in a semi-final. And it's the same later at Hamden. Aberdeen, what a stink they kicked up over this semi-final. They didn't like the kick-off time. They didn't like the venue. The fans haven't bought any of the tickets. So it's now up to Derek McInnes and his team to show that once they get to Hamden at half-past four, they can actually put on a performance that was better than the one against Rangers on the opening day of the league season and would be worthy of a bigger travelling support from Aberdeen. I agree with Roger there, Gordon, in the, in the Hearts aspect. Now, we've all heaped loads of praise on Hearts this season, and rightly so, for where they are in the league and what they've done as a club and their new signings and their stadium and everything. But if you're continually successful, like Hearts have been in these opening 10 games, 
there does come pressure so people then start expecting them to win games and that's there's a difference being a player in that environment where you go along in a good winning streak and there's a feel good factor compared to when people are starting to expect you to win and people are thinking Hearts can beat Celtic at Murrayfield and the players will no doubt get a feel for that and it's when you go on the pitch and you're faced with a team like Celtic who who have dealt with that for, for years and years and but, delivered in the past couple of years but, who but, are used to that pressure. Hugh. The one thing I say to you though, if you have a tall order on your hands and Celtic going to Edinburgh to a rugby ground with 30,000 Hearts fans there, admittedly with 30,000 of their own fans there, but if you're going to face a tall order, which is a semi-final, then you can't be short on resources. And Celtic might just be too short on resources. I, I cut them slack for what happened in Germany on Thursday night because to be without Rogic and Forrest and Brown and Griffith, it's just too much to handle. And it, I'd like to see the Celtic team tomorrow before I mean, Forrest, deciding... Forrest comes back, he was suspended. Yeah, sure. Rogic... Possibly Probably Forrest comes back yeah. Boyata goes out Boyata was a positive for Celtic In the early stages of the match in Leipzig He's out because of his own mm. Crass stupidity But I just wonder I'd like to see Celtic's team Before deciding who will win that match tomorrow uh, Hearts as well though You look at the injury problems yeah. they've got yeah, you know, Suta, uh, Bera, fair play to them. Suta Bera It Piazzo You know yeah. and, and Peter Haring maybe Peter Haring possibly So you look at what Hearts have lost Celtic should be able to cope more naturally because of the size of their budget and yeah there's no Lee Griffiths you look at Lee Griffiths record he's really started the past year or so and let's not forget there's a £9 million strike the most expensive player in the but country Mark, to Mark, come in Mark while compensating for the loss of Berra Suter and Dick Piazzu yeah. Hearts have gone six points clear of Celtic at the top of the league yeah they've played a the game more as well but I, I just think that you know yes Celtic have got problems but they should be able to cope that's why They've got the biggest budget by a mile in the country. That's why they've got the highest paid manager in the country and everything else that comes with it. Yes, Hearts are full of confidence. It's at Murrayfield. Hearts played five, six games there last season, whatever it was. So, yeah, there's a lot in Hearts' favour as well. But, you know, I don't think we should just be saying because Celtic have got a few injury problems, it gives Hearts an edge. That's why they carry a massive squad, Celtic. Mark, I actually think it's uh, very easily, evenly poised. You know, you look at Hearts and they were talking about, the guys are talking about pressure. When you look at Hearts over the course of obviously these couple of injuries, they've managed to cope relatively well. You look at their actual kind of win rate, you look at the loss, one loss in 16 games or so. So this is a team that's going in there full of confidence. I don't know if they'll feel any more pressure. The, the occasion should feel pressure for the whole four teams. You know, you're going into a semi-final, trying to get to that final. And then I think if you look at them all, and I think this is a good thing about it, every one of the four teams will think we've got a chance of winning this mm. I don't think anyone's going in and going this is a stonewaller either Rangers or Celtic are going to waltz into a final that's not the case I actually think this is as good as we're going to get getting into this semi-final I would say this about Aberdeen I think Aberdeen are the very definition of mediocrity they have played nine games this season won three lost three drawn three seventh in the league I know Rangers have their problems up front and sizable problems they are too I just think for the first time since Derek McInnes became the Aberdeen manager and what an outstanding job he has done there for the first time they've hit the wall that's a key question though that's a key question what you said there Hugh I think if Rangers had an out and out striker in their, in their ranks they would go in there as uh, firm favourites the problem they have is we're all discussing prior to the show who they're going to play up front 
I'll be interested to see what Stephen Gerrard comes up with. He says I've already got a plan in place, mm. and it'll be interesting to see if they can what execute do you think that. Come up with Ali? I Mark, think it's Sadiq's right out of the equation. Mark, as far as I'm led to believe, Sadiq is you know, out of the equation. They, they, yeah. They've not seen anything that's actually let them up. He's not yeah. been featured. He's not even on the bench. Because I imagine they'll be paying him a few quid to get him from Roma. That yeah. must be a big disappointment. Mark, to he, him. For me, he'd be going back in January. But the key question was: Will it be Middleton? Will it be Kent? The boy uh, Gresda who came on, but he looked a bit off the pace as well. Yeah. So. You're I looking at the permutations. Ken, huh? Ken well, would be the FAV, wouldn't he? Well, it's difficult to say because you, you could actually maybe put a midfielder like a false nine coming short and then try and get runners going in behind. Do someone to actually take because the one thing about Aberdeen, centrally they are really, really strong. McKenna and Devlin are powerful boys. Yeah. So Good unless you McKenna as well. unless yeah. you can actually retain the ball up there. So whoever it's got to be has got to be able to hold the ball up and allow the rest well, of you the look at, to play. You look at Aberdeen Rangers at the start of the season though. You know, Morelos gets sent off. Very early doors Rangers coped fine yeah. Without a A target man Or an out and out striker That day So but they never Stephen won, Mark, G- that's I, the thing, you I know, know they never won But for well, they should have won For yeah. large periods of the game They control possession Stephen Gerrard's probably Looked at that plan And said okay We've got 10 men One better We've got another guy But we might not need That focal point up front Like you yeah. say We might need mm. a false nine in there uh, Just to the, the three of you at the, at the ground Roger, Mark and Fraser This whole debacle If you can call it About Aberdeen's tickets I'm certainly not going to preach And tell Aberdeen fans That they, they should have bought more I just wonder if it ever Does that ever seep in To the players Do, do the players become aware Of a, an indifference If you like About the occasion do, Does that ever affect the team I don't think so, um, uh, Gordon. I, th- I think it's just a bit embarrassing, and I think they were disappointed. Aberdeen's a football club, you know, because they they fought hard for their supporters to to change the the, the time, the kickoff time, and they got that to a reasonable kickoff time, and then then the fans haven't turned up. Hard to be critical. I mean, Aberdeen fans are amongst the best in the country in terms of they travel every second week, and they travel in big numbers, even to, to some of our small, small, smaller smaller grounds. But uh, when you when you think a few years ago they took forty thousand or something to Celtic Park for a cup final and. and things were going well perhaps it's, 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 it's uh, a result of as you were saying that they've not had a great start to the season I see I've seen them a couple of times and they've, they've just lacked that wee bit of flair that's been because Kenny McLean and Ryan Christie are no longer there Adam Rooney has gone as well and, and they, they just looked a wee bit too much back to front and, and looking for scraps looked much better when they played a wee bit of football and played their football players but I, I think they were disappointed Aberdeen as a club not to have sold their tickets and of course if they win and say they, they've got Celtic then I've always argued for 50-50 splits for the big games but it's hard to argue against it given, given them a smaller split given the fact they couldn't sell those tickets uh, Roger Hanna I think you can obviously make a case for Hearts and certainly make a case for Celtic and Rangers in terms of going into this game in form you, you, you simply couldn't do that for Aberdeen really could you? No the form hasn't been good Hughes, Hughes word mediocrity was very apt for the way Aberdeen have started this season they lost too many quality players in the summer Ryan Christie going back to Celtic Kenny McLean going away the decision to sell Rooney who had been top scorer for you know however many seasons um, they don't look the team they've been for the last three or four seasons the only argument you could put for Aberdeen is the problem Rangers are going to have at centre-forward and where the goals are going to come from. You saw Rangers struggle in the final third against Spartak Moscow on Thursday night. Some of the deliveries into the box weren't what they normally are from a Tavernier, a Kandias, a Kent, players like that. And that's when Morelos was in the team. So no Morelos and no Lafferty does cause a problem to Steven Gerrard. Whether it's Ryan Kent, whether it's maybe Scott Arfield pushed on one, it'll be fascinating to see the team line and it'll be fascinating to see where the goals come from for Rangers I suppose Mark Weedy on that you can read in 
to Stephen Gerrard's quotes He says You know It's not going to be anything Outrageous There's no massive surprise Up his sleeve In terms of How he handles that uh, that, that predicament He's got up front No no surprise Because we know the squad It's not like he can go out And sign somebody tonight Or all of a sudden Kyle Lafferty's going to become available So we know it's going to be Something that's going to be Makeshift It's not going to be their number one um, selection but then it's it's up to the other guys to raise their game and whoever is playing out of position to benefit the team that they actually help them they support them they get close to them um, and you know interesting enough as well as we're talking about Rangers without a number nine because of Morelos being suspended you know the goals haven't been flown for Aberdeen uh, either and you know what Derek McInnes decides to do up top two will also be, be pivotal to the, to the game you look at um, I didn't see any of the Spartak Moscow game on Thursday night, obviously the Rangers kept a clean sheet, but against um, Hamilton last Sunday, you know, Katic in possession was was really, really sloppy and, and, and things like that, and you think, right, OK, Rangers will need to be wary as well, they need to be tight at the back. OK, I think that just about uh, covers that one for now. I'm sure we'll get bank, back into it as the afternoon progresses, and of course at five o'clock, We'd love to hear your thoughts on it 01419511025 That's the number you're going to need at 5 o'clock We're going to go back around the grounds And build up to all the 3 o'clock kickoffs next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com 15 minutes to go until the 3 o'clock kickoffs this afternoon Kilmarnock Hamilton, St Johnston, St Mirren Partick Thistle Air and Dunfermline Dundee United Those are our featured games this afternoon Of course we'll keep an eye on all the other goals as they go in up and down the country uh, But let's go back around these grounds uh, and take a closer look Roger Hanna's at McDermott Park for the Battle of the Saints St Johnston up against St Mirren uh, Roger Hanna, we talked about certain teams I mean, not being involved today If St Mirren can somehow get, get that win as Hugh says it would lift them above Motherwell before the teams meet in the next game so that's a massive incentive for Owen Kearney Yes it certainly is but I think they'll have their work cut out up here in Perth this afternoon you look at the back four for me the centre of that defence young Alfie Jones and alongside Jack Baird can they cope with Tony Watt who will be supported on either side by you know the pace the, the penetration of Matty Kennedy and Dre Wright I fancy I agree with the boys I fancy a home win here this afternoon it would lift St Johnson above Aberdeen and that just emphasises Hugh's point about Aberdeen's mediocrity this season it would really get Aberdeen to 8th place in the table if St Johnson were to win here but the, you know the prize for St Mirren if they could get the points as Hugh said it could take them up to ninth. Mm. and what a boost it would be for Oren Kearney because he's worked tirelessly he's brought players in he's got Simeon Jackson up front who looks as if he could take chances if only St Mirren could create chances for him Adam Hamill he'll be getting closer to, to full match fitness as well as will Matty Willock so going forward for St Mirren it's looking brighter I just worry about them at the back Gordon. it's quite a different approach isn't it because usually a new manager comes in Roger and, and they're stuck if you like with the, the previous manager squad until a transfer window opens um, Simeon Jackson and Adam Hamill the only guys who've scored for Oren Kearney so far and of course brought in by him in the, in the recent weeks yeah and I saw Jackson in his debut for the Super Scoreboard a few weeks ago and, and he looked sharper than I was expecting a a guy who had been, you know, sitting about not playing football to look. He, he looks as if he could, you know, as we see, he can get goals. Danny Mullen is back alongside him as well after his injury. Hamill's out wide. Willock, I liked Willock when he was here at St. Johnson last season on loan from Manchester United. You know, he's a guy who can, can make those late runs into the box. We know all about Stephen McGinn anchoring that midfield. I, I think going forward, they'll be fine going forward, if you know what I mean. But uh, I just worry mm. about them at the heart of that defence. They can only rely on, on goalkeeper Craig Sampson so much. 
I wonder if that changes the, the thoughts on this statistic then about St Johnson. I mean, I think you have to go way back to February or something to find the last time they scored more than once at home. They don't tend to score a lot at McDermott Park, so uh, perhaps Tommy Wright will be keen to capitalise on those issues that you've mentioned. Yeah, and I think he looked right through the summer on, on that issue. He thought they weren't scoring enough goals, particularly here in Perth. He had added David McMillan from Ireland in the January window. He had been beset with injuries. He's actually got a knock again this afternoon and is only fit to start on the bench. Bringing in Tony Watt, three goals so far this season. He is on a little bit of a drought just now, but I like Tony Watt. I think Tommy Wright is maybe the manager who can get the best out of Tony Watt. So he's back in the team. He's got Kennedy one side, he's got Wright the other. He's got the likes of David Wallerspoon and Murray Davidson to support from behind as well. So I, I think this might be the day where St Johnson break that statistic, Gordon, and do score more than once. Well, let's take a closer look at the game at Rugby Park then. Kilmarnock up against... Hamilton. We've already mentioned Ronnie Kilmarnock going for a fifth consecutive uh, top flight win. And again, with Celtic Idol, Kelly can go second, even if, I mean, even if they get a point this afternoon. So it's uh, another incentive there for Stevie Clark. Huge, Gordon, yeah. And against the Hamilton side, really struggling, got to be said at the moment. A decent performance against Rangers in that 4-1 defeat. But really, you got to see all indications, as we were saying, really do point to a, a Kilmarnock win for Hamilton. They've conceded 12 goals in their last three games, really are struggling to keep them out at the back and struggling to score them up top. They've only scored three goals in the last 10 games and they have conceded the most away goals of any top flight team in 2018. For Kilmarnock, expecting a very good crowd here. I was speaking to one or two at Kelly this afternoon, but just before we came on air, they're saying crowd numbers, they're loving it at the moment, there's a noise there's an atmosphere, there's an excitement back around Kilmarnock at the moment and just looking at the lineups, Brophy and Stewart up top, they've got a real chance this afternoon, 8 goals so far between them we were talking there just about how bad Kilmarnock are at the back, well Brophy and Stewart will be licking their lips this afternoon and you say to a Kelly fan after 10 games, you could be second in the table, 3 points ahead of Celtic they probably look at you a little bit funny but that's the difference that Steve Clark has made to this club Saying all this, Hamilton are probably going one five 0 this afternoon, no doubt. But <laughs> I, don't, I think you're safe. <laughs> I think you're safe. <laughs> but yeah, as we say, five wins in a row. The first time. I don't know if you know this guy since 1967. <sighs> it's been the first time Thanks since I've ever. But yeah, I'm looking forward. The sun is shining. Fantastic game of football. Hopefully here at Inertia. Yeah, yeah I mean, the sun I think, came on, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm under the I'm under the, the stands. <laughs> Leipzig was fine. Hamilton's fine. Kelly's fine. We're all good. Look at Mark Wilson getting cocky because he's found the one person more susceptible exactly. to sunburn than him in the planet. I love it. Um, <laughs> Sunburn at Sunbeds Palace so <laughs> I am natural tan here um, 12 goals conceded in the last three games for the Ackies here I mean yeah. it sort of tells its own story doesn't it on this programme we've become used to Hamilton Ackies fans uh, who definitely have it in for Martin Canning now I know that Alec is of the same opinion as myself that if Martin Canning keeps the Ackies in the division he's a success uh, but some Hamilton Ackies fans have for me Unrealistic ambitions Speaking about the club Going for a place in Europe And so on and so forth Even a top six place For the Ackies Is unrealistic So mm. Cut Martin Canning Some slack As long as he keeps them In the division He's a success I fully understand That if you drop down A division Then your job Becomes a matter For conjecture mm. uh, Mark Weedy's looking ahead To Partick Thistle Against Air United Mark I'm sure it's not quite As simple for Gary Caldwell As Keep Lawrence Shankland quiet But it might be a good place to start 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's a goal machine today. He's got Craig Moore um, up nearest. I mean, sometimes it's Michael Moffat. I think he's a really clever footballer and a great foil for, for Lorne Shanklin. But it's uh, Craig Moore today, the former Motherwell striker, who himself, is, as you'll be well aware, Gordon, has a really good goal ratio too over his career. He's highly rated by Ian McCall and his staff. Young Declan McDade is a tricky player who used to be at Partick Thistle at the back. They've got, they've got Michael Rose, who's a, a very good um, centre-half. But you look through the Thistle team, and bear in mind there was... You know, two divisions separating these clubs. Um, you know, just a few months ago, Stuart Bannigan's back in, Blair Spittles there, Craig Slater, and they've got Jai Katongo, who you know, had uh, bigger clubs from down south and the, the Scottish Premiership looking at him a year ago until he, he picked up a bad injury. Cammy Bell and Goals really experienced. So, two really good lineups, and that's what makes for a, a fascinating game. And at some point, Thistle will turn the corner this season. I don't expect him to be in any danger uh, in terms of being involved in, in the bottom two. The other question is, in contrast, can Air United keep up what they've been doing? And like we were saying about Hearts in the division above them, I think Air United now have that momentum where, certainly for the next couple of months, they're going to be here to stay, and providing they don't lose any players in January, they could go the whole way. I think for Partick Thistle, Mark, it's probably too early to be overly worried about that league table. They're eighth on nine points, yeah. but they have played a game more than, than pretty much everyone round about them, so you, you, know, you just want to get those points on the board quickly before the table does start looking... A worry. Ah, you do, and, and the thing is, there, uh, you know, there's there's a number of players left there from from last season, and, and unfortunately, when you go down, it's because you've, you you lose too many games, and you get into the habit of losing, and it kind of becomes acceptable second nature to you, uh, and that's what Thistle need to shake off. They've now got a new manager in, as Matt Robson said earlier. Gary Cole had only two sessions to work with the players ahead of the Alloa game. He said a full week. Um, now and, and, and proving, uh, trying to improve things. So they'll see how they go on in front of their own supporters. We know the Thistle fans. I'm looking around just now. We have eight nine minutes to kick off. Decent numbers, but we all know the Thistle fans can be hard to please. If they're not happy, they're not soon letting you know. Uh, Fraser Wishart is looking ahead to Dunfermline against Dundee United. Uh, Fraser, both of these teams are real mixed bag this season. You look at Dunfermline. In fact, they managed to beat Dundee United, didn't they, on the opening day? I think it was of the season. They find themselves in seven at the moment having lost at home to Queen of the South last week uh, Dundee United as well we, we know all too well about their inconsistencies since they dropped into that division yeah, I mean, similar to Mark Guidi, he was talking about uh, Partick Thistle and he's saying that I think they'll be fine, they'll get get up there. I, I think the same for, for Dunfermline, but the fact that Air United have such a good start to start a season, you're looking at Air United and Allah, two promoted teams, they were near the bottom. It means that one of the bigger clubs is, is, is could be in the bottom too. Falkirk sitting bottom of the table and, and you look at Dunfermline's team, jam-packed full of players with, with Premier League experience, including J like James Vincent and Danny Devine played in the cup final for, for Inverness Cali Thistle when, when they won the cup. Like Vincent, I think, scored the winning the winning goal. Louis Longridge has been at Hamilton Aki's Lee Robinson goalie at Rangers. So you're, you're thinking, surely they can't be, and you'd expect them to get up that table. But we're now nine, ten games into the season, and if you, if you lose another couple, we're a third of the way through the season, and, and somebody could get sucked back in there. But it's such a tight, tight league with the teams of very similar standards. You know, a couple of wins can take them up and, and towards that, that top four place. So I think a key period for, for Dunfermline as a, as a club to take their, take their season forward or they could get dragged down towards, towards that bottom. And equally for Dundee United, you know, they, they want to win only five points behind Ross County as it stands to keep up that pressure and, and, and just learn from the, from the, the, the sort of new ideas of, of Robbie Nielsen. And I expect United to kick mm. on and be near the top of the table. Yeah, Dundee United, a, a much changed squad in the last couple of seasons, Fraser. That's what comes with the territory of, of not being successful, I suppose. Um, if you're looking for positives this season, Zafranco scored last week four league goals already this season. 
Yeah, I think that's clutching to say to say the least. One perhaps player who's, who's come in and done quite well. I haven't seen United this season and I had to do a bit of research into who the players were and who, who which countries they came from because there's a huge sort of change in, in personnel and, and change in sort of um, strategy. If you like bringing in players from from abroad, they certainly look some of them are big lads when they're they're warming up there. But key players for me are still going to be like Sir Fraser Fivey in, in the midfield, who's a captain now, who's played at a very high level. Perhaps hasn't kicked on with his career due to one or two injuries that he's had. The way that he would have liked, but still. A, a very, very good footballer, and, and I think the change was was a sensible one. Shaba just uh, couldn't lift the team; he couldn't get the team going. And Robbie Nielsen will come in. He's a very he's experienced in terms of having three or four years at Hearts, but he's a very pragmatic guy, a motivator. He'll organise them, and he's a good manager. And, and for Robbie Nielsen as well, he knows that if he, if he doesn't, if he fails here, having failed at uh, at uh, MK Dons then he might struggle to get another job as well. So we've got pressure on him. Mm. But uh, I think it'll be a great game. Looking forward to it. There'll be a decent crowd. There'll be more than 5,000 people in here at East End Park, perhaps even the biggest crowd of the day in Scotland because it, it could be bigger than the two Premiership uh, games as well. It just shows the size of these clubs. We need to get them up towards the top of this table. OK, that's you up to speed with all the pre-match build-up. Dunfermline, Dundee United, Partick Thistle, Air United are our featured championship games. In the top flight is St Johnson, St Mirren and Kilmarnock Hamilton as we look ahead to tomorrow's Betfred Cup semi-finals as well. Three o'clock kickoffs are coming next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.